Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer and let's keep our heads up. My heavenly Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. John Newton, for 11 hours, steered a ship into a storm. Your grace working on him. And at the end of those 11 hours, a man full of sin was born again. Father, I want that grace on all of us today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. John Newton's the one that wrote Amazing Grace. All right, if you will turn with me to John 3. We're going to begin there. I'm really going to talk to people today that are already born again. But there are many. Do you know that this program reaches all 50 states in the United States? We are on 11 different TV stations. I couldn't even tell you what we're on. I'm not good with remembering names. So anyway, we are on all 50 states, and I talk to all different people. I talk to all different denominations. I hear from people from different denominations, different religions, different ethnic backgrounds, all sorts of different ways. So I want to start with John 3 because I'm going to talk to those that are born again. Now, if you are not born again, you need to be. It doesn't matter what denomination you go into or you are coming out of. You know, when you get to heaven, God is not going to ask you what denomination you are from. Amen. You know, I remember we had a discussion when I was young in, in the, uh, a denominational church that heaven was going to have to have the Methodist department and it was going to have the Baptist department and it was going to have the Nazarene department and it was going to have the Catholic department and it was going to, I mean, we couldn't figure out how we were all going to get together. Well, we can't. The only thing that puts us together is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and the Word of God. That's what God's going to ask you when you go to heaven. When you stand before the Father, He is going to ask you, what did you do with my son? That's what He's going to ask you. He's not going to ask you where you came from and what church you went to and how many Sunday school services you attended, how many stars you got on your chart. He's not going to ask you that. So we're going to begin in John 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Notice, this man is a Pharisee of the Jews. This man walked in the Ten Commandments. This man obeyed the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. This man walked in the Ten Commandments. And what did Jesus tell this man that spent his life walking in the Ten Commandments? He said, the same came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered him and said to a man that walked in the Ten Commandments. He walked in the whole law. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Do you see what Jesus thinks right here about the Ten Commandments? They are not going to get you what you need. They are not going to get you to heaven. 
They are not going to get you to heaven. Look at verse 7. Jesus said, marvel not, I said unto thee, you must be born again. Jesus said that. What do you worship in church? If you go to a church and you say that your church worships Jesus, then you have to do the things that Jesus said. Wouldn't that make sense? Jesus said you must be born again. You must be. So it doesn't matter what denomination you're in. It doesn't matter what church you go to. It doesn't matter what social uprising you have. You must be born again. You must be. Now, you say, well, I'm not. How do I become born again? Real quick. Romans 10. Dual read it or spoke it this morning. Verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus, your Lord, thou shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be born again. That's all it takes, folks. Jesus, your Lord, and I believe that you were raised from the dead. That's what it takes. Now, now that we're all born again, let's go to Acts 10. I'm going to begin at verse 1. There is a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band that is called the Italian band, a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. If you look at that alms, it means donations to the poor. It means money. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming in unto him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, Cornelius was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for memorial before God. You think you can walk with God without ever giving God your, his money? His money? You think you got problems? Maybe it's because you're not giving God his money? And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. And he lodges with one Simon a tanner. A tanner, for those of you that don't know, is somebody that makes leather. Stinky business. Whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou ought to do. And when the angel which spoke unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto him, he sent them to Joppa. Notice, the angel didn't say, you go to Joppa and talk to Peter. He said, go send for Peter, and you'll see why later. And on the morrow as they went on their journey and drew nigh into the city, Peter went up into the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open, and a certain vessel descended unto him, as it had been a sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. Wherein in all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill, and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. This was done, through, uh, and the voice spoken to him again the second time, What God has cleansed. Look at that. What God has cleansed. Call not thou common. What God 
has cleansed, call not thou common. Look at those words. Devour those words. For God has cleansed, call not thou common. Was God talking about, go ahead, Peter, you can now eat bacon. No, he was not. He was talking about you and I. He was talking about you and I. Let's continue on. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again to heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what the vision what he had seen should mean, behold, the men that were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry at Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, said, Behold, three men seek thee. Therefore, get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I'm he who you seek. What is the cause where you are come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, the Italian, a just man, one that feareth God and of good report among all the nations of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee to his house to hear words of thee. Then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went with them and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow after that, they entered into Caesarea. Cornelius waited for him. And he had called together his kinsmen and his near friends. He had a crowd at the house. I mean, the angel said, this man's going to come and speak words to you. You need to hear. Thank God for Cornelius. He called everybody he knew. Come fill up the house. And he said, and Peter was coming in. I want us to look at this. Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the word of God is above your background, your, your upbringing, your tradition? I love, Dole has a story about this. Sometime I'll tell it. Now, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet, and worshipped him. If anybody could be fallen down at the feet and worship him, it would have been Peter. What does Peter do? Peter took him up saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. Don't you ever let anybody bow down to you. Do you hear that? Right. And I'm only little and female, so you can't come after me. Right. Yeah. Peter didn't. You better not. Are you better than Peter? All right. And he said, you know it is. Um, and as they talked with him, he went in and found many that were gathered together. And he said unto them, you know how it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come into one of another nation. But God has showed me in that trance, in that vision, God has showed me I should not call any man common or unclean. Do you hear that? I should not call any man common or unclean. Now, do you know in the eyes of God, in this word of God, and the word of God cannot be broken, there is only two kinds of people. There is a Jew and there is a Gentile. There are not black people and yellow people and brown people and white people and green people. There is a Jew and a Gentile. So you want to know what the word of God says? 
Black lives matter. White lives matter. Yellow lives matter. Green lives matter. Brown lives matter. Everybody's life matters according to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is nobody above you and there is nobody below you. That's what the word of God says. God has no respecter of persons. And if you as a, as a Christian are saying anything else, you are saying it apart from the word of God. Like I used to say as a teacher, do I make myself clear? And my little students, you say, yes, Mrs. Mom. Okay. And the heavens, uh, let's go back down. Uh, Therefore uh, showed me that I should call no man common or unclean. Verse 29. Therefore came I unto you without gain, saying, as soon as I was sent for. I asked, therefore, for what intent have you sent me? And Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting unto this hour. And at the ninth hour, I was praying in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. And said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore now to Joppa. Notice Cornelius didn't have the gospel yet. He feared God, but he didn't have the gospel yet. He feared God. You know what God was going to do for him? He was going to get him the gospel. He was going to get him the gospel. You have fear of God. You want to know God. God will get you the gospel. It might come from a short female. Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa. Call for hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done, thou art come. Now therefore we're all here, present, before God, to hear all these things that are commanded thee of God. Now, I want us to think about Cornelius for a minute. The guy's an Italian. He's not a Jew. The man probably eats sausage, pork. The man doesn't obey the Ten Commandments. He is not under the law. Do you hear that? This man is not walking in the Ten Commandments, and he is not obeying the law of God. Why? Because he's an Italian. He's a Roman. You know, they didn't have a pope yet. He's Italian. Now, then Peter opened his mouth. And let's see what Peter says to him. You're going to have to obey the Ten Commandments. That's not what's written here, folks. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive God is no respecter of persons. Do you know that prosperity is for anybody that will believe the gospel? Do you know you can be out in the boonies where you don't even use money and you can still be extremely prosperous because of the gospel? You look at a, frankly, I'll get real honest, you look at a white person thinking they're more privileged than you and you don't understand the gospel and you don't believe it. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word of God, which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee unto the baptism which John preached, how God, 
anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things which he did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, which they slew and hanged on a tree. Him, God raised up the third day and showed him openly. There's your death, burial, and resurrection, Peter preached in Acts 10. Not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. To him gave all the prophets witness, that through his name, whosoever believeth in him, whosoever believeth in him, shall receive remission of sins. And while he's talking to this bacon-eating, not following the Ten Commandments Italian, what happens? While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. They heard the word. Did they do anything special? Yeah, they heard. They heard the word. That's all they had to do, folks. They heard the word. They heard the word. And the circumcision believed were astonished, as many as came with people, Peter, because on the Gentiles, also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now turn with me to Hebrews 10. It's one thing I want us to look at about Acts 9. The, the vision that Peter had, the voice from heaven said, and I'm going to read it to you. Um, it says, what God has cleansed, call not thou common. What God has cleansed, call not thou common. Common, what are you calling yourself? What are you calling yourself? Jesus died for us. He was buried for us. And he was raised again for us. Are you calling yourself un unclean and common? Are you calling yourself? You know, I, have, I, I grew up with it. I heard people, I'm nothing but a little sinner saved by grace. Let's go to Hebrews 10. Verse 5, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice an offering that would is not, but a body hast thou prepared me. This is the Father in Jesus. The Father had a body for Jesus, so Jesus could walk like we do, walk as a human. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sins, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, this is Jesus speaking, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written to me to do thy will. Oh, God, Jesus was a man, and he did the will of his Father. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. See, the Ten Commandments won't get it, folks. You must be born again. Then said he, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, and that's talking about the law, and he establishes the second. That's the gospel. By which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus once for all. Sanctified, cleaned, sanctified, set apart, sanctified, set apart for God to use once for all. Once. By the which we sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standing daily ministering and oftentimes the same sacrifices, 
which can never take away sins. But this man, this man, notice it says man, not God. This man, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins, one sacrifice for sins, one sacrifice for sins, sat down at the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemy be made his footstool. For by one offering, one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Go back down, to, uh, go down to verse 18. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Your sins were paid for on the tree. If you are still wallowing in your sin, you are not believing what Jesus did for you. What did God say to Peter or that voice say to Peter? He said, what God has cleansed, call not thou common. How did he cleanse them? He put the sins on Jesus. He put your sins on Jesus. Your sins on Jesus. One offering, one time. There is no more sacrifice for your sin. None. None. You can't pay any more for what Jesus has already paid for. So why are you not walking around justified? Why are you not walking around forgiven? Why are you not walking around in the place that Jesus made for you? Because you won't believe. Because you won't believe. Put away your doubt. Repent and believe the gospel. Put away that condemnation. Put away the fear. Jesus paid for your sin. You can't pay for it anymore. You know, there's a, a let's go to Matthew, let's go to Luke 14. There's a beautiful parable here, and it's for us. And when one of them sat at meat with him, heard these things, he said, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. And he said, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say unto them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And when they all came with one, began to make excuse. The first said, I bought a piece of ground, and I need to go see it. Pray, have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. I have to prove them. Pray, they have me excused. Another said, I married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. Do you see? There is a table set for you, bought and paid for by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And on that table is served forgiveness of sins. All your sins forgiven. Justified. All your sins taken away from you. Thrown away in the sea. Healing. Anything you need healed of. Taken care of. Prosperity. Health. Safety. All on this table. A banquet ready for you. The only thing is you got to go to the table. It is set for you. And you go to the table when you believe that Jesus died and he was buried and he rose again for you. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kd.com.
www.wol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.